Yo, what's good? Welcome to episode three from Car Physics Podcast. I am your host, David. Morning, guys. This is Jesse. In today's episode, we got a special guest. He's a man behind one of the biggest brands in car culture. He does more than 20 car shows a year. He's one of our mentors. Please help me welcome Clean Culture George. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> what's good bro are we live right now yes we, we, live. Are, we are live right now sounds pretty good yeah it sounds like a phone call some good tech there yeah. you go uh you know thank what's you for on, taking uh taking the time to uh, taking this interview yeah of course man. i'm really for excited having. for this you know you're you're actually our first guest in car physics podcast and we're excited yeah, thanks, bro man. we couldn't we can it's me yeah, we couldn't uh, think of anybody better, bro. You're you're one of our mentors. You're the first person that believed in us. Thank you. Si, yeah, of course, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> How's everything in your part? Everything's good, man. <laughs> Everything's good for what it is, right? It's just yeah. different lately, mm-hmm. but you know, I just got to make the best of it mm. and just kind of play it day by day. And how about yourself? Good, just uh, you know, just working, staying safe, staying inside. You know, all the things we're supposed yeah, to man. do. I'm going to swap me later, you know? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> just playing, bro. Just playing. Stay safe. I'm going to start off with uh, with the first question for you. Who <laughs> is George and uh, what is clean culture? <laughs> first time I've been asked. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> you know, I, I, know, I, know, uh, I know I know, everybody knows. I mean, I know a lot of people know who clean culture, you know, but who's behind yeah, Clean Culture? Um, who, who is George, you know? Yeah, so so it's two of us behind it. It's Nick and myself. That's my partner, mm-hmm. uh, my business partner. And then uh, I guess you could say in short who I am. I'm, I grew up in New York, and I'm a graphic designer originally. And uh, I met Nick through Car Meets. Back then, um, not a lot of people use this. It's kind of funny to say it now all these years later. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably... 2013 or 12 or somewhere around there and Nick threw a local car meet and he used Facebook and it wasn't anything like a brand or any of that it was just a car meet and it it went really viral just because nobody ever used Facebook to throw a car meet and quite a few cars went and that's kind of how I met Nick it was just kind of a stale area at the time and he wanted to get make it a little bit bigger so that's that's how I met him what year was this I think that was around 2013, mm. the car meet. Yeah, so it was very, 2013. It was very early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really early. Social media and cars, it wasn't really a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Even Instagram back then wasn't really popping. You would just use it as like a camera filter. <laughs> that was it. What was the name of the meet? Big Night Meet. We still use that. <laughs> we yeah. used it out here, but... uh <laughs> yeah, just big night meet. Okay, by Nick Terzo and a few other guys. <laughs> so I mean, how how many cars would be in that that meet? I mean, at that meet, it was probably like 100 cars, mm-hmm. and that was a big deal for that area because that's not near a city. It's an hour up. It's more like upstate. Okay, so it's not like crazy populated. So that that at first was a big deal. Like I said, that's how I met Nick throughout. But eventually, he would go on to to realize you know we need a bigger space because we started getting these night meets together for mm-hmm. fun so he was in middletown i was in newburgh about 20 minutes away from him and then i started to do something small we called it like the underground car meet and mm-hmm. i had all these cars uh pull up it was just by chance i was at some other meet and the cops broke it up and i said hey, everyone follow me i know a nice spot 
we ended up going to this underground spot and then um people liked it so i'm like you know what i'm gonna use facebook myself and maybe get some guys together on my side of town mm-hmm. and then um i talked with him and then eventually he ran out of space and rented a park and it was just chaos at that point it was just called oc meet at that time it wasn't there was no brand but i mean this park was so overfilled that it was a big problem i remember state troopers were coming up and nobody expected it we just didn't understand how viral social mm-hmm. media could make something like a car mm-hmm. meet at that time and i saw that right away and i i remember talking with him and i said you know man uh we should actually brand this like <laughs> this should be a brand i like you're limiting yourself in a way you know with the word oc me and he's like yeah you know i just i never saw this coming so like when we say you know we never really reached out to make a business we didn't <laughs> this kind of just fell in our lap we did it at it's a passion project you know we just mm-hmm. had a lot of fun we love cars we still do mm-hmm. and that's just kind of how things got going that's awesome brother so yeah man now i, I want to know how did you come up with the name clean culture Oh boy. Yep, I want <laughs> We know. had so many bad names. I okay. So, so what what were the follow ups? Like what were the ones that were about to be clean culture? Like the name clean culture. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So pretty much we, we met up around Buffalo Wild Wings back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll never forget it. We had a bunch of us around the table. We had a pad and paper and we're like, yo, just start throwing out names. Mm-hmm. We want something in there was this video at the time. I forgot exactly which it was, but it was pretty much talking about the car culture. Mm-hmm. And it really, it, it hit us different. I think it was maybe a fat race video. Mm. And it just hit different to us. And um, we're like, you know, like, what is this culture? You know, like this meat that just happened. What, what do you get from it? And I was like, I don't know. Just, we, we wanted clean in there. because we, we felt like, you know, we want a clean vibes. We don't want any riffraff or any of that. Just wanted a good time for everybody, right? So clean was in there a lot. But then we we just threw out names. And I, I mean, there was no, we were like, yo, no judgment zone. Just throw out names as bad as it sounds, put them together. And I remember one that always stuck because everyone laughs at it was Squeaky Clean. I mean, if we <laughs> ever came out with a brand name Squeaky Clean, we would have had four cars there. That's a guarantee. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. But um, I remember driving home from Buffalo Wild Wings. And then uh, I get a call from Mick and I'm like, I just saw this too, like four minutes ago. Are you calling mm-hmm. me? Maybe you got a flat or something. And he's like, George, it's over. It's done. That's it. I was like, what is it? He's like, clean culture. I was like, that's it. It's done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was that simple. <laughs> it was done. And we went home and I started making logos with uh, my buddy, who's also a graphic designer. And mm-hmm. I remember we also had the clean culture logo and we just did not like it. And we went through like 20 logos and then, The one that we have now, we're looking at it up and back, and I'm like, I just don't feel it. <laughs> and it was another moment like that. He, he literally just tilted it a little to the side, mm-hmm. and he's like, it's done. It's I looked done. at it, I was like, it's done. <laughs> it no, it's, a, the it's a really simple, clean logo. logo. It's a handwriting, and then, um, what, what is it? It's, a, oh, yeah, it's like two a, different a fonts. Yeah. It's, it's very well done, bro. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now, yeah. every in, in every state... All the cars have it in the front banner. The front banner mm-hmm. thing now. Yep. Yeah, bro. So it's, it's a nice looking. And then um, whoever who who's ever officially in clean culture has the official C on it. Right, right. Yeah, they have the C. Yeah, bro. I'm still trying to get mine. 
<laughs> for which car? <laughs> for which one, fool? Like three of them? Shit. Hey, uh, speaking of squeaky clean, my friend recently, Jason, this guy, he's a fool. He, um, out of nowhere, behind my back, he ripped our logo pretty much, <laughs> bootlegged it, but renamed it Squeaky Clean instead of Clean Culture and printed like 10 shirts for all our close friends here. No <laughs> way. Wow. Like, like an inside, inside joke? <laughs> yeah, just an oh, inside man. joke, but they didn't tell me. He kept saying, you'll see, you'll see. And I showed up to where we <laughs> just that boba and stuff, and I man, saw those, 10 those guys wearing ones. Squeaky Clean. Oh, man, I lost ones. it. <laughs> funny man another question that we have brother is uh how did clean culture grew to be recognized brand yeah i'd say two things um because i was a graphic designer mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know and they don't care they don't want credit for anything and you know when it, when a good idea works mm-hmm. you use it right like if we see someone with a good idea mm-hmm. we'll say you know that's something to build on you know and maybe learn from and we see a lot of people with good ideas and vice versa. But I'd say that's one thing that we kind of started with the flyers. Mm-hmm. I think that really took things to the next level because back then as a designer, you know, it was a little different then. Thing, again, things were less easy to make, right? Like you needed to know Photoshop. You needed to know Illustrator. Mm-hmm. You know, now there's a lot of apps where you can just whip up something really yeah. easy. Correct. So back then I kind of noticed every car show just had like a zillion logos on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then they had like one main picture, and they would maybe email it to you when you register. That's how I and had it. That's how that's how we had it when you uh, met us. I remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for SoCal Biggie. Yeah, you know, I noticed that. I'm like, you know, a lot of people are not going to post this because it's not very pretty, mm-hmm. you know. And then we started putting people's individual rides and cars on flyers, and I was like, you know, I was like, this guy's gonna post this if his car's on it because mm-hmm. so either be proud to have his car on a flyer it looks very official or you know everyone is more especially on social media not to say people are narcissistic but that's what social media is right it's about yourself really if you're posting things on a personal account it's about yourself it's about your ride your life it's your story pretty much so Mm -hmm. if you make a a flyer and you put your car on it you're more likely to post it than not so i remember doing that for a few cars that were like really nice you know some top cars and they Mm -hmm. all posted it right away they and I was like, wow, you know, I'm not lazy. Let's do it for every single car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that um, really, really, you know, we, we didn't have much money to invest. So for us, that really took care of our marketing yeah. where we didn't have to, you know, spend above our means at the time to market. And it was pretty much viral marketing really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And you start to look at the reaches. And I wish I had the analytics back then, but they definitely got out there. So I'd say that was a big part of it. Another thing was uh, we took the risk, and I'd say this is one of the tougher things. You know, we all had our own personal dreams and whatnot, Nick and I, and we both lived in New York at the time. Mm-hmm. But we kind of realized, like, you know, you can go to an area and host an event, and we do that now, and mm-hmm. it can go well. But there's nothing like physically being in an area and really working, learning who the community is, mm-hmm. giving back, hosting, you know, things as small as meat really being involved in that local community. So we were like, if we ever really want this to grow, we have to hit the different corners of the country, not just stay in New York. Mm-hmm. And we ended up moving, like physically moving. And this was a big part of it. I wouldn't say it's all of it, right? Like mm-hmm. we had our own dreams and ideas, but um, I would say it was a big part of it and kind of a big sacrifice we had to make to get the brand where we wanted mm-hmm. to. So I ended up moving to Los Angeles and he moved to uh, Boca in Florida. Mm. 
and you know we still had New York set since we were there for so long so it kind of gave us that trifecta Mm -hmm. in different corners of the country Um, and I'd say that really really helped spread it everywhere and then you know work our way towards the middle after how did you find us in california like (laughs) (laughs) all right i reached out to you guys on the record (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. i reached out to you um i remember it you know i was i was at work and i was on break eating lunch Mm -hmm. and i'm like you know the only way we we found out we we tried to do it the same way we did it in new york in Mm -hmm. new york we started with night meets Mm -hmm. they got too big and then we started doing events Mm -hmm. and then uh florida same thing um and then California, you know, I knew nobody. <laughs> I moved here on a whim. When I say mm-hmm. I knew nobody, it was myself and Sandy, and we knew nobody. All our friends, family, we had nobody here. So I didn't even have my main car here, nothing. So, you know, I had to buy a car, start building it up a little, and then I started going to car meets. And I'm like, you know, I started showing people, hey, this is what we do back in the Northeast. We would love to bring this out here, you know, if you want to represent culture and they started to put banners on and even that it, it's really it was it, it's humbling to talk about it because it really meant a lot i still remember every first member you know guys obviously move on to do other things mm-hmm. in life but i still talk to pretty much everybody and i do have a lot of day one still with us mm-hmm. but um i remember that you know putting my first banner on somebody else's car meant so much to me i was honored that they were willing to kind of give me a shot you know what I mean? Because this is a brand that they had no clue what it was. So to represent something that we built 3,000 miles away was a big deal to me. And um, we started doing that. And, you know, then we had somewhat of a small uh, fam. And then what I wanted to do was kind of, I was, I could have turned a meet, mm-hmm. but I don't know how it would have went. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I don't think it would have been big. And the thing we learned in New York was first impressions were everything. Mm-hmm. When people yeah. thought of our brand, they thought big. Mm-hmm. So you know, they, that's how I wanted to represent it in California. And then searching different meets and things in California to attend, I came across uh, Street Alliance. And then I saw yours, you had a meet going on and you guys were really good photographers. So I was like, wow, you know, these guys know a lot of the nicer cars. They have uh, great photos. And I was looking at your meet and it was popping off the rip. You know, you guys were doing it completely solo and you Mm -hmm. had a really good meet. Mm -hmm. And I did look at your flyer <laughs> and I did see <laughs> all those logos on the bottom. And I said, you know what? What if we took this, you know, what if they gave us a shot on a collab and I could kind of bring the marketing, right? Yeah. And, and the different things I've learned. Yeah. And maybe we market this meat like nobody's marketed a meat before, almost like show marketing, but for a meat. And I reached out to you guys and I was like, if you'd be interested, and you were. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of how, how we started off. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll never forget that meet. That meet to this day is one of the most fun meets I've ever been to. I've I don't heard. condone burnouts in a parking lot, but the guy dressed as a fox, being the burnout fox, was freaking Oh, the fun. burnout that fox. Great. I forgot about no, that. Don't, don't, don't worry. <laughs> that guy it's, was great. It's still on YouTube. <laughs> it's still on YouTube? Yo, mm-hmm. I wonder who it's was up. that burnout fox. So, I mean, <laughs> yo, if we can find a burnout box, like... If you know who it is, just let us know on the comment section down below. <laughs> we would like to meet this guy. You know, just bring him on the air. <laughs> yeah, man. That was, that was, that was fu- Brea, right? That was a, it was Brea. It was Brea, yeah. Was Imperial Brea. Highway. Imperial Highway, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah every, just every time I learns. see that. What happened? Imperial Hi- every time I see Imperial Highway when I'm on the freeway, I see that exit. I'm like, oh, man. Good mm-hmm. memory. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, we should host one. Again, 
Yeah. Sanction. You know what? That, 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 is in the, that is in the plans. After all this is over, Cars and Sunset structure, we're going to find yeah, a place and, and we're going to collab because I feel like California yeah. needs this, you know? We're, yeah. You know, I not think a, so too. Not, Especially. It's not a show, more like a collab meet. You know, that brings out yeah. more people than just so a much show, fun. you know? Yeah, in a lot of ways, it's, it's even more fun too. That it's Cars at Sunset was, to this day was definitely the most Correct. fun, uh, one of the most fun events I've been to, period. Mm-hmm. Like it was one of those things where, you know, you host a show and yeah, as you get better at it over time, you kind of get to enjoy it a little more towards the end, but you're working. Mm-hmm. But at Cars at Sunset, we just had a good time. Yep. And you handled a lot more mm. <laughs> stuff leading up yeah. to that. You found that spot. But man, that was a blessing. That spot was great. Yeah. I mean, the spot had everything you needed. It was, it was just perfect. Yeah, it was crazy that, that uh, the car's leaving. That was a crazier part. It was like a movie. Yeah. It was a movie. It was a movie, dude. It was a movie. That was that video is still going around on Instagram and the social yeah. media. Yeah. Mm. It's the, it's yeah. the FR, FRS. Who was it? Solis? I think it was Solus. Yeah, Solus reposted yeah, it, it a few few weeks back. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah, of people. Everyone's in a blue. A lot of people were gathered that. around he, he that car that and just watching everybody. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's crazy. I think Nick wishes he was there because he posts that one a lot. When you see Clean Culture post that video, a mm. lot of times it's Nick. <laughs> yeah. I think he really wishes he was at that one. No, you know, there are these things. No, remember that uh, he just wish you were at when uh, you brought out the three RWBs. Yeah. Yeah, man. Great. We just literally parked him right in front of our boots. Mm-hmm. We didn't care. I'm like, oh fuck it, just park him there. <laughs> that RWB, uh Robert, yeah. He lives right here. It was cool. I got to see that build actually. Mm-hmm. Invited me out. What was the shop that did that RWB? It's called the shop. The literally. shop, right? The shop. The shop. Correct. Shout out to him, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nakai son, uh he did all the work obviously. Nakai. And then but at the shop they uh did the the whole interior. Oh mm-hmm. my god. That has to be one of the most elite cars I've ever seen in my life. Robert really killed that car. That interior now, I don't know if you've seen it since, but it's like rose gold, everything. The sound mm-hmm. system is ridiculous. Like That is one of the most complete RWBs I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's beautiful. Yeah. And he's such a humble, awesome dude. Yes. Like He really mm-hmm. just enjoys this stuff, Robert. He's cool. Yeah, man. He's super chill. Yes, sir. What's the future in clean culture? And also, where do you want to take it, you know? You know, oh. This is yeah. where it ends. Yeah. Ironically, I'd say this year, <laughs> it's kind of getting messed up by the virus. But this was the year where we took a culmination of all the other years and we really, really reinvested heavily. And, you know, I still have faith when this clears, you know, our plans will still work out. But um, two, three things. One, we really want to push apparel, which we've been doing a better job of. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second would be, my dream always was to branch out and get to Japan. And mm-hmm. we had the event open up in Japan. Our registrations are there. You know, we could throw the show tomorrow. Everything is done. It's locked up. But, of course, the virus really held us back. So it's been postponed already to September. And it might even just be pushed to 2021. We're not positive yet, so I don't really want to say. But we're going to figure that one out. But that was a lifelong dream. And then to answer more as far as where we want to get the brand, I think um, we want to just branch out a little more beyond just cars, right? Like we want to mm-hmm. get different crowds. I feel like in some ways we've tapped our audience. Mm-hmm. Like we're tapped out. We're it, It's good. Mm-hmm. We can do it forever. But 
you don't want to get stale either. You want to mix things up, you know? So mm-hmm. we kind of wanted to get more into the industry with, with music and performers and guests and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was talking about with reinvesting. So in New York, it's a big deal in New York. If you know Funk Flex, mm-hmm. everybody in New York knows Flex. He's going to mm-hmm. host the, our New York event, which is now pushed back to August. Just okay. to throw that out there. But uh, yeah, Flex is doing that. And then we have a performance by Dave East. And then we mm-hmm. have a lot of Dave local East. artists also performing before Dave East. So Dave that East. was kind of our big plan, you know, to shake things up. Dave East is the, the actor from uh, Wu-Tang, right? Rapper. Well, I know he's, yeah, a rapper, he's a rapper, but he's the he's the one that um, <laughs> Jesse's walking out at the moment. <laughs> no, we gotta we gotta get to know who's uh, Dave East, bro. <laughs> you should look at Jesse right now. He's just like walking away. Um, <laughs> Sorry, bro. I just had to walk away from this. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Bro. I don't even know Wu Tang, but I even knew that. No, but I'm talking about you know he's on the the Wu Tang and the on the on the Hulu yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Hulu show. Talking about yeah, he's talking about the show. Yeah, yeah. Davies is in there. Yeah, who is he? He's uh... oh, what did, why did Jesse walk out? He thought you meant he was in. Wu-Tang. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he walked out. Have you even seen the show? Uh, have you even seen the no, show? I haven't seen the show. Uh, no, okay, maybe you should I walk out again. Either, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about though. Yeah, yeah. He's on the show. Yeah, he's uh so, acting yeah. for. Method Man, right? Method Man, yeah, yeah. he plays Method mm-hmm. Man in that show. But yeah, you know, and we were going to try to do things, you know, that pertain to the area. You know, JVC more yeah. New York than New York, so yeah, that's why we kind of went I with that. With and you. Flex is just—he's an icon, man. I still listen to Hot ninety seven, even going out here in LA, mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks to satellite radio. So yeah, for- no, so you know, that was just kind of our plan to branch out and just do more and kind of just get outside the box a little bit. If this virus holds us up a little this year, regardless everything's in play it's all done it's accounted mm-hmm. for so you know it's going to get out there we're going to do it whether it's this year later this year early mm-hmm. next year those plans are all going to go through though you know mm-hmm. so we're staying positive and we're excited to do it awesome man everyone has to stay positive right now yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah so if anything no. you gotta have things to look forward to to get through this right correct yep. correct all right man so uh so your dream show what would be your artist in your dream show? For my dream show? For and, a dream show. And where would you have it? Huh? Where would and where honestly, would it take place? It, all right, yeah, well, I'll mix one thing up there. I I really feel good Dave East, so to me, I'm already kind of there. Like, that, that is a dream to me. I listen to Dave East heavy, so for me, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And But my dream venue to have that at would probably be City Field. You know, and we might get there eventually. It's a... It's a a bit out of our range <laughs> but um where's that located? yeah we would love to do that uh new york city new york Queens. city okay yeah it's where my mets play my lousy mets oh okay no <laughs> i see i see but that why. would mean a lot to me personally you know okay and okay. i, I think why. the venue would actually be beautiful for it so you know hopefully one day we'll, we'll get that done anything can happen but um mm-hmm. yeah anything can happen man mm-hmm. for sure so i had another question bro. i don't know talking to you guys gets me excited though about throwing another meet out here too that's actually a dream scenario just because it's been hard to find, you know, another garage or something, but we're going to get that done. We'll put our heads together and get that car that sunset going. Correct, yeah. Actually, i really excited. Correct. Well, you know, we got to yeah, get to it. I feel it. like we need that. Especially yes. after this quarantine, we need that. We need some good fun, man. What do you think in the car scene, what do you think can improve? Yeah, what's missing, bro? Like- <laughs> It'd be cool to see, and I think you see the best stuff at shows, and people just build for themselves and mm-hmm. have fun, right? Like, that was the whole idea of clean culture initially. Like it was a, it may sound corny, but our whole idea was like, let's 
Park, the Civic next to a Ferrari when we were really young and talking about it. We just wanted to show unity in the car seat. Mm-hmm. And that ended up happening, ironically. Yeah. We had a rear-wheel drive converted Civic next to an F40 Ferrari. I mean, it doesn't get more, mm-hmm. <laughs> more than that. It was pretty cool. But talking about builds, bro, like how many cars do you have at the moment? I know you have, you know, your little I Tesla. Really but... only did. But I know you had yeah, the Tesla. Really only the two. That's Sandy's car anyway. Yeah. It's, just, it's really the two because that VR4, and I built that mm-hmm. with my buddy when I was really young, and it's just kind of insane. I really got to attend to that at some point, but I'm just never over in New York much. Yeah. So but that's uh, the car it's you my main two are just the NSX and the RX7, mm. some cars I liked as a kid, you know? So get in detail with the I, NSX and the RX7. What, what's, what's in them? Because I know that the NSX holds a really good place in your heart. It's your, it's your dream car. So what do you have in it? <laughs> I really wanted a, a Grand Prix white NSX, mm-hmm. and I ended up finding one in Texas. So okay. I got that over here, and then um, wanted to do kind of a Type R inspiration. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just always thought, like, the red guts on the white car with the black roof looks so good. So mm-hmm. it's nothing much done engine-wise or anything. It's just a lot of Type R parts, a lot of mm-hmm. rare Type R parts, uh, and then just kind of added my own flair to it, you know. And then um, I went to Platinum VIP and I got the cup kit done, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's one of the only cup kits you could uh, ride on the air. So it just mm-hmm. pretty much compresses the spring to raise the car. And then you get the spring rate for where you want to be driving at. Mm-hmm. A little equation. So uh, they, they handled that. And that I really like because, you know, you can air out the car. It could have a nice stance. But at the end of the day, it's a driver's car and it drives mm-hmm. really, really well, you know. Mm-hmm on those coils so yeah i went with that and then the rx7 i found a low mile one i ended up trading that um or, or selling the s14 i used to have and then had to put cash on top up north mm-hmm. it was five hours away and uh i went and picked that up because i've always liked the rx7 I'm, it, it's kind of like a two-stroke almost i guess it's a three-stroke but uh i i have like a, a banshee and some two-stroke stuff always growing up mm-hmm. so the rx7 Oh, he just sat right with me. I was like, man, I love how they sound. I love the idea behind them. They're just such a cool little car. And, and let me tell you, that car is fun. You know, that car is really, really fun. I went to Neptune Performance, got a good tune on it. Um, nothing insane, you know. I think probably makes like 290, 300 wheels, something around there. Mm-hmm. But uh, it boogies because it's such a little car. And man, mm-hmm. does it handle. I can't have car more fun than the NSX because it tempts you more. The NSX doesn't really tempt you. Mm-hmm. It's very refined and it just feels perfect, the NSX. But mm-hmm. the RX-7, like, it actually tempts you. Mm-hmm. So that's a really, really mm-hmm. fun, like, Sunday driving canyon car. I just, mm-hmm. I love that thing. It comes. You also had the S14. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a guy over in OC now. He has it. Um, shoot. The purple one, I'd love right? to give him a shout-out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he has it. And, I think his oh, IG man, is... I love that dude. He I did his... right by the car. Cause... <laughs> yeah, I think his IG is I love Ethan Scott. What is it? Ethan Scott. No, that's not it. That's not him? It's a Fresh Fredo. Fresh Fredo. Fresh and then F-R-E-D-O. Mm-hmm. So a kid up north bought it and then ended up not keeping it a week later sold it to this guy and he did right by it he literally left it as as is and mm-hmm. threw a rb25 in it which was oh, my so. plan for the mm-hmm. car so i'm i'm really hyped that he did right by the car i love that it. was your first car that job. you bought here in california right the s14 yeah man mm, tell me how, how did that? you get the car because i remember you there's like a little background story to that car yeah um the night before i moved here we had nothing lined up <laughs> we didn't have a bed to sleep on none of our belongings no car 
and we moved here and I'm like, wow, like you 100% need a car. You can't public transit here like New York City. Mm-hmm. So um, I had talked to this guy the night prior. I'm like, hey, I'm from New York, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the guy's on Craigslist. I sound probably like a scam. I'm like, I'm from New York. If you could hold it from me, I'm just, <laughs> I'm flying here tomorrow. I'll get it. The kid's mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure, dude. Okay, I'll hold it for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. Showed up the next day, woke up, and I, I was like, hey, man, I need that car. <laughs> He's like, I didn't think you were really coming, and I bought it <laughs> that day. So you it bought was, a car uh, before you bought a bed. <laughs> yeah, I needed a daily. <laughs> Uh, it was mean, green and automatic, and then it became purple and manual and mm-hmm. everything else. Correct. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Hey, you took the last pick of that car at a did I? Uh, Supercar Sunday when it was green, the last pick of it being green. I cor- yeah, I remember. I think I, I remember. I remember yeah. that as well. That's when Japangle started. Japangle. <laughs> my Japangelist hat, and and you're like, hey, what's what's Japangle? That never ended, by the way. Years yeah. later, so you still pick up a phone. Hey, Japangles. Japangles. <laughs> All right, bro. So do you have any advice for any upcoming brands? Yeah, definitely, man. Just make sure it's a passion project. That's all I can say, you know. Mm-hmm. Just make sure it's a passion project and you're doing it for the right reason. You know, there's nothing wrong with starting a business, obviously, and mm-hmm. doing it for what you want to do for it and making sure it's successful. Most of the success will come, obviously, from from the heart, you know, if you're doing something because you truly love it. No, I agree. Yeah. What do you think about the street takeovers that's been going on here in the pandemic? Like, like, uh, I know that. Woke was up gonna... this morning. Yeah, it's it's early, a big topic here guys, in California. You know, it's a topic you know, in California. I, uh, I'm not the best early bird, and I was brushing my teeth, and I swear to you, I said, I hope these dudes don't ask me some about. <laughs> 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 so I don't want to put my opinion on the air. So. Uh, okay, no, that's fair. Uh, no, but no, I'm joking. I don't care. Man. You know, it's not my thing. You know, I get it. I get that people, uh, everyone has their own thing. You know, I'm not trying to sit here and condemn anyone, but yeah. street takeovers, as far as for what we do and what, you know, we we put a lot of money and time and effort into, mm-hmm. it hurts the scene. You know, I'm I'm being pulled over. My friend got state rest in a bone stock mm-hmm. E30, bone stock. Damn. He actually got rest for exhaust and he had to go and pay a hundred bucks to get a certificate to say that he was stopped. Yeah, <laughs> you know just the, the harassment everyone mm-hmm. kind of went through yeah. and, you know I, I know a lot of guys on the force and they're great there's nothing against that but you know i, I get it i get why they kind of try to had to make an action but i think it kind of targeted the wrong people back then you know us guys you know i'm not taking a car that i spent so much time and mm-hmm. money on and throwing it around in a circle hitting people (laughs) (laughs) that's not us that's not our scene you know half the time i see you hold trucks out there doing it more (laughs) (laughs) people in the back in the back uh, (laughs) yeah it just it's kind of been entertained to us it's a whole different crowd you know so i mean it's not my thing i've I've never really been to one i wish if people love swinging i guess they'll swing it somewhere a little safer you know like Mm -hmm. we don't need that on our streets but you know what bro? you you do it in a safe way you actually put it on your car shows you do your two-step and you do your limbo competitions. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah, actually. We're not throwing people in the middle of it like bulls, but mm-hmm. we got the little burn, you know, the style box, we call it, where people mm-hmm. can just let loose. If you're going to wall tap, you're going to wall tap. Mm-hmm. If you're going to roll the thing, you roll it. You know, we got guys, we got ambulances there, we got mm-hmm. paramedics. Safe way. Fire. Way to do it. Safe way. The best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just do it in a safe way. We do that at our closer, and it's so mm-hmm. much fun. We look forward to that. I mean, that's the one time I'd say, you know, I put an hour aside and I'm standing there like a spectator just 
cheering him on and having a good time. He was really send it in that box. I remember Eli with the E30, you know, he's been mm -hmm. to your events, our events. Uh, he really sent it. Like, I blew his tires, came back, blew him again. He really put on a show. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Bros Demon, Miguel from 3D, he really sent it too. He always does. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Everyone loves it. Everyone wants to see someone do a burnout and stuff. I love it. I'm an enthusiast. So, you know, just do it in a little bit of a safer mm -hmm. way. Just yeah. definitely not in the middle of the street. It's disrespectful. You know, going back to your car show, brother, which is your, your best show? Which is the the one that takes it? I we think love the closer. I say that's our most fun event in SoCal. The closer is one of our most fun mm -hmm. events. Uh, PBIR in Florida. Mm -hmm. That's, that's kind of like being at a like a Fast and Furious movie, not to sound like a cornball, but that one's really fun. I remember, you know, again, when you're doing this, you don't really have time. You're always, your head is spinning, you're working, but kind of over the years, the better we got at it. You know, you learn to appreciate and enjoy a few moments in between. And um, PBIR is really, really fun, you know, because we, we do that with um, uh, Street Warriors and, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like roll racing. It's pretty much street racing and it's safely done on the track. You know, you got 40 rolls, funny roles and mm -hmm. that's pretty cool that's a lot of fun to watch you know a lot of grudge matches and guys talking shit it's, it's a good mm -hmm. time we had dudes on the mic yelling at them and it's just a good event all around we have a car show we have races we literally have it all that day we have a crazy burnout contest mm -hmm. so i'd say that one's fun um the one we did together at dodger stadium was crazy mm -hmm. that was so much fun that one was fun can you More tell the people size. when did the line stop at that one it never stopped <laughs> how, how long was the show <laughs> it literally never stopped <laughs> i just remember that hill smelling like clutch and feeling yeah. bad and you know what's crazy it rained that morning a lot there's mm -hmm. a lot of elite cars that mm -hmm. you reached out to you reached out to and yeah. they didn't come that show could have been even bigger yeah it's kind of crazy to think you know it just sucks that they uh you know it's funny you mentioned the street the takeovers it does affect us you know indirectly and no one knows it might make a post about it mm -hmm. but now that we're talking about it yeah it does affect us because dodger stadium didn't want to do another event not mm -hmm. because of our event they said that went well they said they don't want to do another car event because of what's going on mm -hmm. in the community and what they hear about takeovers they don't yeah. want that to come to dodger stadium Mm -hmm. So we were indirectly affected by that. So I, I get asked this, and I'm sure you guys do too, all the time. When's Dodger Stadium? Yeah. I mean, this is what, three, four years later? And people still want that, and I want to do it, but yeah. it's just it's too hard. I ask them every year, and I'm going to continue to until mm -hmm. one day they budge. We should really bring it back. Like, if we do have the opportunity to, we should collab yeah, on that one and just bring it back. It's just such an epic show. Mm -hmm. Good backdrop, too. I feel like we've thrown a lot better quality events since then, and obviously. But that's the most you know, memorable one. It's Dodger Stadium. It's just memorable because it's Dodger Stadium, and it was massive. <laughs> it's just such a central location, too, you know. Definitely learned a lot from that event, bro. Mm -hmm. All right, man. So, since we're in quarantine, what's on your playlist? <laughs> I want to know bro, what I you hear. Like I feel like I'm tapped out. It depends on the day. I'm going to be throwing it back. Some old school shit like Big L. Oh, God, man. I miss that. Hmm. Some old stuff and new stuff. I'll throw on the radio. I've, I've been on my trance again. I've been, I've, I've been all over the place, bro. I've been on mm -hmm. some alternative music one day, trance the next, mm -hmm. back to old school hip-hop, new stuff. I've been all over the place, man. All over the place. I feel like I'm running out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> no. I've been vibing with Big L again. Hmm? Speaking of that, you know, like we're saying how we got Dave East and it's like, mm -hmm. 
Damn, man, I really miss Big L. <laughs> Big L. Yeah, that flavor, that East Coast flavor. What are you guys been listening to? Um, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, you know, Ice Cube, um, Snoop Dogg. That's my that's my playlist. Playboy Cardi all day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all day. All day, bro. Chicago. Repeat. Friends of Shy. I found a guy that has a bunch of leaks. So I listen to his leaks. I don't listen to his new, like his old albums, like his album from like seventeen, eighteen. No. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's I it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, it is what it is, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of young cats too. You know, Spotify has some crazy stuff. Remember, um, my buddy uh, Beanie God, he was doing it at the um the summer show we did recently. David, you were there with me. I don't know if he stayed for performances. Anyone wants to check him out? He's actually really nasty. All right, man. So, uh, what does a day in the life of George look like? So we're not gonna. We'll talk real life, not quarantine life. Quarantine the real life, life is really because <laughs> of quarantine life. Nope. <laughs> normal life. Funny as it sounds, like like because no one I talk to more than this guy Nick. Yeah, you know, as my business partner, I wake up because he's three hours behind, or three hours ahead rather, and I'm three hours behind. Every time I wake up. I feel like I'm left in the dust. You know, I could go to bed and have a check. We have a little checklist, shared note mm-hmm. of things to do for clean culture. I feel really good and check everything off. And then every day I wake up and see Terzo's updated the list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we start checking stuff off. You know, we usually ring up, talk, and and work, really. It's, it's, it's kind of like a nine-to-five in a sense or sometimes a lot more than that. You know, that's that's our usual week. You know, we mm-hmm. do that and we kind of do things at our own pace. Mm-hmm. But um, we kind of have a list that we go over and check off and we just work, man. And it's like just normal stuff, nine, nine to five, more or less, um, Monday through Friday. And then usually Friday, we'd be shipping out somewhere to go to an event, mm-hmm. come back and rinse and repeat, man, until the winter. That's, mm-hmm. that's usually my life. But um, I definitely... I guess Nick and I, you know, we kind of have to learn how to uh, balance our time and still have time for ourselves and yeah. do other things too. And we're throwing so many events, so you know, I love. Uh, how many I'm events are you baseball. Uh, we have like this, this. We were gonna have thirty, and now we're down to like twenty, and we'll see what happens from there. How, how do you keep up with that? I mean, that's thirty events. There's only two people. Shit, yeah. man, we can only keep up with two, three over here. What the hell? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, we just. We're getting a little better at it as far as just how to, where to focus our time most mm-hmm. and how to kind of just get things done efficiently, I guess. Mm-hmm. And like we said, we have that shared list and we wake up and we check a lot of things off, but um, we're just getting more efficient at it. And the staff is a big thing. It really is. You know, we have some guys that really kick ass and, mm-hmm. and get stuff done that, that we can trust. So um, because of so many events, um, you know, big events, Nick and I are both there, but, you know, mm-hmm. we started to split off a few events mm-hmm. where Nick will do some and I'll do some mm-hmm. just based on, you know, reducing travel. You know, you still have to have some kind of a home life and you, know, you need to be there for your significant others and have a little time for yourself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's pretty much the day in our lives and how we get it done. We just try our best <laughs> and watch lots of baseball in between. That's, that's my thing. You know, before we <laughs> before we head out, is there anything yeah. you want to tell people on the podcast? I know it's getting boring hearing about the same thing, probably, but stay safe. Practice the distancing. It, it, it is real. And the faster we get through this, the faster we could get out there and actually have some fun again, man. Because I know everyone is going kind of stir crazy right now. I would do anything. I told Nick this the other day. I would do 
anything to have a morning headache <laughs> if you take an Advil on two hours sleep at a car show parking car. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be my dream right now. <laughs> so honestly, just stay safe and do what you got to do so your loved ones stay safe and we can get out there and have some fun again mm-hmm. because I really miss it, man. Yeah, I miss everybody. I <laughs> Can't wait to see you guys yeah. get up, do our usual thing, yeah. eat. <laughs> get some good yep. grub, mm-hmm. talk shit, and have a good time again, man. I miss it. I just miss normal life. I'm sure everybody does. If there's one thing you could take solace in, everybody is going through it. You know, mm-hmm. there is the thing. There are things that happen in the world, right? That like a community went through it, or a city, mm-hmm. or a, a state, or even a country. But you can't. Think the last time the entire world is going through the same thing, you know, it should be bringing us together. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that happens. We'll see, but. Can't wait. I can't wait for normal life to return. Okay, I yeah. got one last question. What does it take? Oh, I thought I hit you with the finale. <laughs> the finale. <laughs> what does it take to do a successful show? You know, not to be a cop-out answer, but I'd say a culmination of everything we talked about. Really good marketing, preferably clean design that's easily shareable and people want to share it. Um, lots of effort mm-hmm. and it being a passion project in the sense that coming from your heart and you want to work on it you're always going to work on something more if you want to do it right so you just got to have a lot of love for it you know and there's more than enough room for, for anyone right now so mm-hmm. the community is very big and you know we definitely we support a lot of other events you know that about us you know we're everywhere and we have a good time with it i'd say this year another thing we were looking forward to the most was just being out as a team having a good time and chilling with the homies and going to other events, mm-hmm. not just hosting our own. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, as long as someone does it from the heart, mm-hmm. got our support, we'll be there. So going back to the car show, did you ever feel like giving up because it was too hard or, you know? Never. Never? Never. Was there a lot of struggles on your first show? The, the things that you had to find out by yourself, the things that you had to research, all that? Yeah, people thinking you make money when you lost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's our first show. <laughs> Yeah. Went out, you know, money towards a, a venue as kids, more or less, and not really knowing what, what goes into it completely. And yeah, I, I'd say that that's definitely a struggle, but, you know, we just looked at it as a challenge. But um, no, we, no, we would never give up on it. No, I agree. Yeah. And, you know, some people, you, you know, don't, you would never give up, right? No, it's never. Just, it's in your blood. It, it's the kind of person you are. You know, again, if you're looking at something as a business and you're posting losses, you're going to give up. But if, if you're looking at it at a passion and you're doing it for your heart, mm-hmm. if you break even or even lose a little and had a good time, it was worth it. So mm-hmm. the rest comes naturally if it starts to succeed, right? Is there anybody you want to shout out before we leave? Yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> if I start throwing names, I'm going to forget someone and they're going to be pissed. But I could definitely say some of our core staff. I mean, obviously, Nick and my fiance always does the booth. And, but, uh, you know, I, I'd say what's fair is the guys that uh, travel with us a lot, like mm-hmm. Mills, I, I can't. Sometimes I, I think to myself, you know, some of these guys, you know, we just couldn't do it without them. Mills mm-hmm. and Mello and Sal and Geekly or AJ, you know, he's always working. I'm sure you, if you've ever been to our show out here, you'll, you won't miss Geekly. He's always mm-hmm. mouthing out somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Having a good time. But yeah, all those guys, man. All those guys, Luis and Mike, who's been here for a long time with me, and then back east, all the guys who started it with us, Matt, and all our chapter leaders. If I started naming them, it would take forever. Oscar and Gab, and we just have so many guys. That uh, how out. many do you so have? Literally, everyone who's a, uh, probably like four or 500 members, but as far as chapter leaders, maybe 20, 25. Mm. 
And without those chapter leaders, it's, it's nothing, man. Because like we said early on, you know, you have to, when we moved to an area, we saw how to throw a successful event. Mm-hmm. But we can't move everywhere. We wish mm-hmm. we could. So really, it comes down to a chapter leader. Like Juan, what a great chapter leader down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Very tight-knit family, you know. And we know. We know when a chapter's right because you'll go somewhere and you'll feel like you're a part of that family. If I go to Atlanta, if I move to Atlanta tomorrow, I have 20 friends. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a good feeling, you yeah. know. That's a great feeling to have. I have guys I'll, I'll chill with. And, you know, that, that's really, really cool. And that's another thing that I'd say we have the most fun with that I, I guess we didn't really touch on. It's just the, the fam and what that means to us. That That is everything to us. There's nothing better than that. So, yeah, definitely all the guys who help out, man. All the members, all the chapter leaders. Think, you and know, you guys, too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, too. <laughs> No, even... thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, man. You for, know, for sure, brother. Yeah, bro. Thank you for, you know, taking... Thanks uh, for having me on. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to uh, interview with us. You know, this is the life of uh, George from Clean Culture. This is episode three of Car Physics Podcast. Thank you, you guys. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Great job, guys. Keep it up, man. I'll be listening. And you know what? You can, you can find them on Instagram and, and on Facebook. Those are the, you know, his social platforms. And uh, where else can we find you? Um, yeah, that, that's probably best. Maybe just DM on Instagram. Mm-hmm. If anyone ever has any questions or anything, I'm always willing to help. What, what's uh, uh, Clean Culture uh, underscore NFX. Awesome, George. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right, brother. Take Thank care. you so much, guys. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate you. We'll talk soon. All right, brother. Be safe. Later. You Take too. Later. Thank you for tuning in to Car Physics Podcast. I am your host, David. This is Jesse. You know, peace out. See you guys later. later.